Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Very powerful. Father, we thank you. Thank you that your word never fails. Your word will always bless us. So we thank you. Praise the Lord. I want us to read from Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Verse 8 says that. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Praise the Lord implications for location part two please take your seat the test we have just read is telling us that there was no man until god decided that there should be man the lord god formed man out of the ground and breathed into that man then man became please tell somebody by your side that you became you were, you were not. You just became. Because someone made you to become. So, man that is walking on the face of the earth should not think higher than he is or she is because you are a, a living soul that was made to become. You were not in existence before. You were clay on the ground with a lot of rubbish. And someone, in this respect, God, made you to become. When he breathed his breath of life into you. So, man is in two stages. The lifeless clay that was formed, still by the hand of God, and the living soul that came into being, or if you like, that was activated when the Lord breathed into that lifeless earthenware. Earthenware, the same way they make pot, the same way they make pottery cup, the same way they make bricks. That's how you were formed. Greenware, earthenware. You were just formed like that. Clay. No life. From a very useless material, we have become living souls because God was generous enough to put his spirit in something that was useless. Point is that we are products of God's mercy. 
And under no circumstance should we think that we are anything because we are nothing without the creative ideas of God and the generosity to put his spirit in us to activate us because without his formation and activation you and I don't have any existence. So a man that cut himself from the breath of God is only clay that is not activated. I'm saying something here. I'm saying that God has already allowed your parent to give birth to you, but you have to understand where you are coming from. That you and I, we are clay, full of rubbish, without God. So when you see a person who does not have God, throwing him or herself about, is just a sign that the person doesn't understand their original content. They don't understand that they are clay that is not useful except that a creator decided to form. And that word form means that he had a picture, he had an image, he had a creative ability to make something come out of something that was useless. Because right now here, if I give you clay and I tell you to form a cup out of it, you'll be struggling because you are not a porter. It takes skill. It takes ability. It takes some form of great capability to form something out of dust. In fact, the Bible didn't even say clay. It said dust. Like the one you normally clean things in your room, except those who don't clean. But just, you just keep, they call it dusting. What I'm saying is that and someone who had creative abilities, so this useless thing that makes people sneeze. I can collect them together and form something that I will eventually in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 call very good. And put his spirit and activated you. So it's like you are a robot made in a laboratory. And God put a battery in you. And you started running around. That robot can never ever. Should never ever. Think that it is something without a battery. Like L.P. Roberts said. We are God's toys. And he can throw us anywhere, including break our neck. And the toy can still say nothing. Have you seen any Abu about talking to the owner that, why did you break my hand before? Please tell somebody that without Christ, you are nothing. All this one that you think you are something. You are nothing. You are somebody's toy. 
and especially you, your face looks like a toy. And thank God that you are a toy for Christ. And please tell the person by saying, in case you think the person is sorted, you tell the person that I think I'm a toy for Christ. What do you think? <laughs> yes, I'm God's toy, God's chubby. So, there's something else there is that God now put this toy he had made into an environment. He put this toy, man. He said he formed, the same way he formed the man, he formed a garden. He planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. Our location at all times should not be determined by us. It should be determined by the God who first of all formed us and put his spirit in us and knows where we can thrive or else we will struggle. And imagine that the west side was there, the north, the south of Eden was there, and God decided to plant a garden. He didn't plant a river. He planted a garden and put the man in there, east of the Eden. And he said that, go and flourish. Be fruitful and multiply. So you and I, our functionality is also tied to our divine location. Because without properly locating ourselves where God wants us to be, we will not be able to function well. He knows where we will function well. That's why he put them in the garden. And you will find out in scripture that when he was not happy with them, he put them elsewhere. And that place outside the garden was the beginning of their struggle. I mean, for the first time, a genocide happened. Cain killed Abel. That's, if you even assume that there were only four people on earth, 25% of mankind They were murdered because man was found outside the location that he was originally created to be. When we find ourselves in the places God doesn't want us to be, anything at all can happen. The ground itself is not blessed. The ground outside the place God wants us to operate is cursed before we enter there. Look at when God was pronouncing his verdict on them. He said, curse is the ground. And they were not there yet. You go and meet a ground that is cursed. Now, if you look at verse number 7 of that Genesis chapter 2, you will find out also that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. That's it. A man cannot function properly without a ground. You must have ground to function. And as a child of God, if you will function well, you need to be led by God to the ground 
that will support what he put inside you. You cannot choose to put yourself anywhere because everywhere and anywhere is not God's choice for everyone. He has to specifically make a choice for you where you shall thrive. You will flourish. Where you will blossom. And where you will blossom, another person may not blossom. And so, you and I must pay attention. What should we do? And get it clear where exactly God wants us to be located. First of all, spiritually. First of all, where? I can't hear you. First of all, where? First of all, spiritually. There is a spiritual GPS that will coordinate and mobilize all resources in your direction without stress. Adam was on ground, but before he was on ground, food was there in the garden. Everything he needed was on ground. Even there was a river there that was just watering the whole garden for him. There was no need for Adam. It was only to keep it and to dress it. Enjoy. Marriage that was given to him was for his enjoyment when he was in the garden. Outside the garden, the fruit of the marriage were being destroyed. Are you here? Gradually, we are getting to a point where a generation is rising up. And I belong to that generation who don't care about where God wants us to be. And we think everywhere is okay. Everywhere is not okay. Who you marry should be from his consultation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Today, no, you that is clay, who was not activated until his spirit came into you, you can make a decision cut from his instruction. And how are you? Do you even know how you can function? Without his input. And most of the time, what we are doing is that we are informing God what we want to do. Not asking. <laughs> I'm informing you. <laughs> it's a, he said, come let us reason together. We are not ready to reason with him. I have come to tell you that I'm marrying this guy. I've come to tell you that I'm leaving this church. And the Eden there is a type of the church. It's a type of what? The church of God. And it's God who plants people. First of all, it's God who plants the garden, the church. And then puts people into particular garden. That's why someone has been put in Pentecost. Someone has been put in Victory, Lighthouse. Someone has been put in ICGC. Someone has been put in Winners. And someone has been put in the Keeper's House. You don't choose it. It's God. Tell somebody it's God. I can't hear you. Tell somebody it's God. It's God. It's God. And tell someone when God leads you to where he wants you to be, stay right there. Stay. And now I'm for how much now I'm for how quiet. 
Stay, stay, stay. See, I saw a scripture and I like, you see, this verse number eight. That normally when we are reading scripture, that's why you see, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can never understand scripture. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there, like that word there, if I had opportunity to be part of the people who wrote this, that there would have been capital T. I don't care about your grammatical, whatever. <laughs> it's not a normal day. He didn't put him around the garden. Near the garden. He's talking about a very specific place God had in mind to position the man. So when he was looking for the man, the Bible said the Lord entered the garden. And he was not looking for Adam everywhere. He entered the garden and got to a particular spot. And said, Adam, where are you? There was a day. In Psalm 133, I'm showing you something. There are spiritual implications for your location. Verse number one. This is what the word of God says. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse two. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. Now, look at verse 3 very carefully. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there, for where? There. For where? There, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So here we see that the commanded blessings of God, they are tied to very specific spiritual location in unity of fellowship. So that when we are in the unity of fellowship, it, it creates a spiritual position. It's a GPS. Good and pleasant. When brethren dwell in unity. So when we come together in the place God wants us to come together. It forms in the spirit as a location. He said where two or three are guarded. There. There. It's a there. Very specific. If it is not a gathering, that place cannot be seen as a location. And he says that when they qualify as a location, based on his own standard, he is able to command blessings, not to any other place, but to that location. There, I have commanded. Then life forevermore. So, you see that when you are out of the place God wants you to be, it affects your logistical arrangement and also affects your longevity in this life. So, you are asking me, why is my health like this? Why is my life like this? Check your GPS. Just check it. There. 
And, and please, you have to be there for the commanded blessing to reach you. Or the blessing have been commanded there. And you have to be led there to assess them. You can't be running around and be heavily loaded. It's not possible. The believer must be led. The believer must be what? I can't hear you at all. Are you angry with me? <laughs> I'm preaching. The believer must be led. Led by the spirit. So, if you cannot be led, you will miss your place. If you cannot be led, you will miss your place in the, in the spirit. And it will affect your physical life. Blessings and life forevermore. Tied to your spiritual location. And please, when you miss where God wants you to be, you can never even say God is with you. <laughs> it's not like you are going your way and God is like some boy boy following you. No. He leads you in the path of righteousness. Listen to it. Please listen. For his name's sake. There is nothing about you. For where you have to be. It is first of all. Self-serving for God. To lead you. In the path of righteousness. For his own purpose. His name's sake. Not for your sake. It is when you have satisfied why and where he wants you to be. In obedience. That the crumbs can be for you. Now you why People, we don't understand that we are not here for ourselves. Sometimes we begin to feel like, and it is very common with family life, where children begin to feel like even parents have to be at their mercy. Hey. I said, that thing worries me, Pa. Hey. You begin to feel like your father has to be at your mercy. Meanwhile, <laughs> Why? 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 You are a formation. What are you? Formation. formation. You are a formation. Mommy has given the, the tactics. 433 formation. It looks like that's the tactics a Ghana coach plays. You have to be where God wants you to be for his purpose. Bible says that in the book of Revelation, it says, we have been made for his pleasure. For his what? Pleasure. I can't hear you. Why are you not talking to me? We have been made for what? His pleasure. his pleasure. Nothing about us. The scripture said, not unto us, not unto us, but unto you. Be all the glory. Not unto us. We don't have to begin to think it's about us. You being in this church, it is God who has put you here. Not for you first. It's for him first. 
And you should be thinking about staying where he wants you to stay because this is where he wants you to stay for him first. His first arrangement is you stay here first. I will think about what else must come up for you. Are you here? That's why he put them in the garden and he gave them instruction what they can touch and what they cannot touch. It's first to be in the garden. Then now, I give you allowance. Marry here. Enjoy. Do this. Do this. Don't touch this. Because you are not here for yourself. You are here to serve someone's purpose. And it is based on this ultimate purpose that you are even an activated soul. You are not activated to serve yourself. You are activated to live for, for him. So don't start living for yourself. Always live for him. And if you live for him, you will find his life. That's why, that's why. Please listen very carefully. When we started this church, I, I used to be on a very high frequency in itinerant ministry. Preaching everywhere, jumping over Jerry was there. Just travel everywhere, length and breadth. In and outside the country. Once God said, start the keeper's house. First of all, I had a name. I will mention you. The name that I wanted the church to be. When we were going to register, the Holy Ghost asked me, is it your church? <laughs> Why are you trying to name? <laughs> is it your church? Say that name. So I said, okay, yes, sir. Now your church. What be the name? They now gave me. So we put that name there. And from there, I refuse to go anywhere. I refuse. I've lost so many relationships because I refuse to go on my itinerary. Come and preach for me. Revival, convention, blah, 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 blah. We'll go. Fire, power. I refuse. From one country to the other. Major. In fact, at the time we were starting the church, the doors that had opened unto me, and I'd, some of them have stepped in two years, three years, some of them four, five years. Some of them were fresh. They were nicer and bigger and very, very much more lucrative than before. But I understood the spirituality of staying put where God wants you to stay. So, recently I was talking to one of my, my father and he said, I never thought you'd be able to sit. Why? Because prophets can't sit. Let me tell you something about prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry is always exciting when you meet new people. Old people. <laughs> it's not exciting. For the prophetic gift to really, really like work for us to be happy. It has to be new people. When I meet a new congregation, I don't know anybody. Anything I hear, I don't even think. It is direct. But when I'm ministering to Flora, I'm thinking twice. So it's another level <laughs> to pastor and continue to prophetically minister. It's, it's not exciting. So I've made it exciting for myself. Or else, that's why prophets are always moving. Because it's easier to move. It's easier for the gift to work when you meet strangers. If you think you are a real prophet, you need to sit down. When you are ministering to the same person five years, 
and you can still hear a new word and you will not be confused about the story they told you. Then you know that you, you, have, you have gone to another level. A new word in the midst of all the issues. <laughs> new revelation in the midst of information. Then you say that, ah, the thing is working. Praise the Lord. The ultimate motion of every believer in the process of blessedness is the posture of sitting. Psalm 1, verse 1. Put the scripture there. You want, to, you want me to repeat? It says temple. Write it. The ultimate motion in the process of blessing is the posture of sitting. Let's read Psalm 1 verse 1. Together, one go. Blessed is the man that walketh. Say, motion, say posture number one. Walking. Tell somebody, walking. I can't hear you. Say walking. Sorry, we have been in the classroom. It is, it is about when it's coming, it's doing. <laughs> so, which man is, is the Bible talking about? Please talk to me if you went to a very good school. Did you have an English teacher? Which man is the Bible talking about? Which kind of man? The, the, no, no. Which kind of man is walking there? Which kind of man? A blessed man. So, which kind of man are we talking about? A blessed man. Why, are you angry with me, sister, in gold? You, you got to get it. So, anybody who wants to walk in the blessing or who wants to see the manifestation of the blessing, just check this thing. Blessed is the man. And he's not saying you are blessed first. He's saying that your blessing is built on these postures. It's conditional. Blessed is the man. That walketh not in the counsel of ungodly. So first posture is what? Come on, talk to me. You can't forget. First posture is what? Second, nor standeth in the way of what? Sinners. Second posture is what? Standing. Number three, nor sitteth in the seat of the what? Scornful. That's what I'm telling you that the ultimate posture. For a man that will be blessed by God is you must settle down. Sit down. When they were hungry and Jesus said, I'm going to give you the blessed bread and fish. He commanded the disciple, tell everybody standing and walking about, sit down on the grass. 50-50 be in a company when you are sitting. You cannot be blessed when, number one, you don't locate yourself in the company God wants you to be located in. And if you are not willing to sit in the 50s on the grass, the bread is not going to multiply for you. The fish is not going to. You don't stand there to receive multiplied bread and fish. You don't walk about. You sit. Sit down. For the blessing to flow, do what? What's the ultimate posture? Sit down. In the Bible, Luke chapter 4, 
Jesus was just prophesying about himself and he was quoting from the Old Testament. He said, I'm the fulfillment of the prophecy. The Bible said, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do blah, 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 blah. When he took the scroll and prophesied, then he sat. When he sat, the people said, Kai, this is the fulfillment of the prophet. He, when he sat, is when he sat. That day, and he told me, he said, this day is this prophecy fulfilled in your very eyes because he sat. Anybody can come and read it all, but not anyone can sit on that throne when they finish reading. Until you, ne- you learn to sit where God wants you to sit, you cannot be a blessed person. Yes. Sit. Don't you see children? It's very difficult for them to sit. Children cannot sit. Children cannot sit. <laughs> children will be running around. Walking about. It takes a lot to get kids to what? Sit. Two of us. That's the ultimate posture. It's too powerful. On the day that God will judge the whole earth, the Bible says that he will be sitting on his throne. It's a position of authority to sit. The kings don't really do important things standing talking. As I see, two kings doing banter in this country. One is standing and one is sitting. And it is clear who commands the <laughs> highest authority. Tell somebody, learn to sit where God wants you to sit. Learn. God will be sitting on his throne and he will be giving judgment. And nobody can question it because he's on ground. We cannot tell of your loyalty to God if you are not willing to sit where he wants you to sit. And be where he wants you to be. You can't be on your own and say you are loyal to God. It's not possible. It's not possible. The husband goes out. He never comes home. How can he say he's a lovely husband? The wife is everywhere. Except the home. How can you? Learn to sit. And don't just sit anywhere because here he said you don't sit with um, scorners. Oh, is it scorners? Seat of what? Scorners. Sit where you have to sit. Jesus told them, he said, let them sit on the grass. It's not everywhere you can be sitting. Because everywhere is not God's designated place for sitting or for your location. You have to be where God wants you to be. And for that to happen, you need to get to that point where you can be led. Being led is one of the clearest signs that you have loyalty, faithfulness, and respect for God and your very life. And there are many believers who cannot be led. Who will not be led? (laughs) Cannot be led and will not be led. Meanwhile, 
Can I tell you? You don't have the mental capital to get to your destination as designed by God. You don't have it. You, sometimes you see that there are birds that migrate and some of them, they miss their navigation abilities. Even for something that is default, sometimes some magnetic field can just and by hand side, a reroute and a bird from Eastern Europe will appear somewhere in Ghana. Why Hey, ask somebody, is something rerouting you? Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful to stay where God wants you to stay. Yeah, so it takes manipulation of some high magnetic powers for a bird to lose that default element. It's so that you are here. God has planted you here. And somebody or something is trying to make you jump out of here. It's not last of the world, last of the flesh, blah, blah. Sometimes it's just some very dynamic magnetic force manipulating you from the camp of hell. It's like, that's how something, that's a default element can just crash and the bird is flying for hours and days and he doesn't know that it's misrode. What I'm saying is that when you have the mind to leave the church, the place God has positioned you, it is sometimes a manipulation from the pit of hell to leave the place of your inheritance to where God has not called you. If you don't know, ask brother Lot. Abraham said, inspire the land. And he went and he saw, he said, he, he, they gave him a mirage. He saw where the land was very green. He said, I like this place will be good for my children. He didn't know he was entering Sodom and Gomorrah. If I were him, I would have stayed with Abraham. He was never called with a promise. He was not even called in the first place. And no fellow. He was not. Whenever God calls somebody, some people must be around the person who have been some way, some you have been mobilized around the cold. And you will have inheritance when you mobilize around the cold. I'm saying something. It Abraham is the only person God called out of that family. And Lot, who went with him, also had flock. But he didn't have inheritance. But because he went with a called man, he also had flock. Now, you, you first of all have to have the wisdom to know that me now, no, I was clear that was not activated. I was going to die like every other person in this house until I decided to follow this called man. And following has given me animals. Following has given me servants. Today. Why should I even feel that it is in my power? My right is a privilege for me to choose somewhere before the one who has been called. Now, who knows you? Please, I want to find out. That, does God know a lot? Everything about you. It's because of Abraham. And you should understand that 
There is nothing to you if Abraham is not in the equation. That all your soup, my soup is about what Christ has done. That I'm standing here preaching this morning. It's because of the death of Christ. There is no priesthood without it. I was not born a Levite. I've not been to Israel before. I'm not a Jew. I don't belong to the house. <laughs> Christ's death brought me in. And whatever I am today is because of the death of Christ. There is no decision in this my life here that should function properly in my head. This is my coconut. If Christ's death is not first on my agenda, any other decision I'm making, if I want to marry, I'm thinking Christ. I want to go to school, I'm thinking Christ. I want to buy a house, I'm thinking what? Christ. If I want to stay in a place, I'm thinking what? Christ, because without Christ, I'm not. Paul said, I am who I am. You are nothing. You are not. You don't even exist. You, there is no life. You are, hey. So for a lot to even have the mind to choose, that's equal to madness. That you can't choose anything away from Abraham and that thing is substantial. It can only be trouble. Because you were never called. And we don't understand. I said me. Five years, God was telling me, I want you to go and start. I said, for where? Is there even any ministry without my pastor? This is a lot following Abraham. God had to speak to the bishop himself to come and confirm what he has told me. I'm not going anywhere. Whatever. You, God, you know what to do. You better talk to those pastors. So I'm not going anywhere. Oh, pray, Papa. Oh, pray too much. You know, you're such a mate. Especially when you are angry. Now you can hear voices. It's like this is a time to step out. Even, even the issue is a sign that time has so And then some kikanti. And Lord chose when there was conflict between his servant and that of Abraham. Most of the time, the conflict is not even between you and the pastor. It's between servants. Yes. The pastor is there. Now you have been called to be around the pastor. Then somebody angered you in the church between servants. Then oh, me China chidi. So what is it? Moon farmer. Who's <laughs> You are living. Hey, you are living Ghana to Togo. To to what? To become what there? To go and become what a refugee? A growing is servant fight. No, away bus. Hey, sorry. We cry to make a job. sorry, I shall. It's in your account. Who's running me? Me just sorry delete account now. Me bomb me short. Oh, bomb me short. Oh, short it. Blessing and life forevermore. You blessings and life forevermore. There are implications for your location. There's a reason why God put you in this church. And if you are going to check out of this church, you must explicitly hear from God. 
I will show you some scriptures. <laughs> Even Adam in his son was still in the garden until he was expressly told, get out! Even sinners know how to stay. You that say you are righteous, you don't know how to stay. You just wake up now. You have no loyalty to where God has commanded you to be. You just wake up now. Sorry. Hey. My brother, forgive me for speaking this dialect. Oh boy. God brought you and you have to stay. You have to stay. You can't be walking anyhow. You, you, you have to be, you are led in and you have to be led out. You, you have no decision to make in the matter. And if you have to make a decision in the matter for exit, there must be certain indicators. I will, I will take time to teach all that in the course of the destiny. Praise the Lord. Charlie, we will fight while we'll still be here. Why we are here together, why should we not fight? We should fight. We must fight. <laughs> we will fight. Mm. It's, it, people have to be in a location to fight. Who are you, Mejai? Sorry, no. Mejai. A <laughs> tell somebody it's not like that. It's not like that. Please tell somebody it's not like that. Don't do that. Hey, there are implications for location. First Kings chapter 17, verse 3 to 9. Even before we do that, let's do, let's do Genesis chapter 28 because I like to take you on a journey. Genesis 28 verse 16 to 22. That one. I think if I make that point and the time is gone, it will be a good foundation. Genesis 28. Jacob is traveling from his own country or city to where his uncle is because Esau is chasing him. And on his way, he takes a stone and makes it his pillow, he sleeps. He has a dream or a vision and he sees a stairway from heaven to the earth and angels ascending and descending and God was sitting above the ladder. And when he woke up and Jesus, this, this is his account. He said, and Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? 
This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillow, a pillar, and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place, what? Bethel. But the name of that city was called, what? Luz at the first. So what's, what's, what's the Bible trying to say? There are implications for location. Jacob took a stone, slept on it, woke up. And he realized that everywhere is not the same. That that place that he thought was his mattress. First of all, God was in that place. What was there? The implication number one is the fact that God is where he puts you. You see, that's the implication. We are talking about the fact that you cannot simply live here. If God puts you here, he is here. When you live, you are living God. He said, and normally when God is in a place, when you are under pressure, you will not know. Until you rest, you will not know that God is in a place. In your stress, you can't know. You need to be in a position of rest to know that God is in a place. Jacob was sleeping in, and in that state of rest, he realized that it was not a normal place. The, the, one of the reasons why people will leave a place of God's presence is stress. Pressure. God is here. And if you want to, as it were, assess a place based on your pressure, you will always miss God who is in the place. You can only properly assess a place for whether God is there or not when you are in a state of rest. Because in that, at that time, your mind is not what is working. At that time, God is communing with your spirit. Are you here at all? And when you sleep, you don't think about your childlessness. You don't think about the business you don't have. You don't think about the indebtedness, the rent. You don't think about the disappointment. At the, in the state of rest, God has time with you. And in that state of rest, God revealed himself and his activities in where Jacob had found himself. And so when he woke up, he still looked back to see whether Esau was coming. But he was comforted. By the fact that even though I mentally did not know God is here, I have captured it in the spirit in my state of rest. Ah, too much activity is going on here. But because I was running and under pressure, I couldn't even fathom. I couldn't even see. I couldn't comprehend that angels, are, and of course, even without him sleeping, the angels were still running up and down there. Are you here at all? And he needed to put himself in a condition to know. I'm telling you that most people will leave the church 
Because something is driving them. And when that thing is driving you, you are not likely to capture the supernatural activities that are going on in the place God has deposited you. There was nothing Adam and Eve needed that was not already in the garden. It's always there. The power is always flowing here. It's always flowing here. The angels are going up and down and God is there. He's very happy to be here. It is for you to do the assessment in a place of rest. Are you here at all? Come on now. Is God talking to somebody? And he said rightly, he said, God is here. And I didn't know. Tell somebody that it is possible for God to be in the keeper's house. And you don't know. He said, surely, no doubt, God is here. And I knew not. And I knew not. And so, and he said, this place is the gate of heaven. Next verse, 17. Said, and he was afraid and he said, how dreadful is this place? See, this place, this place. As I said, if I, were, I was there and I was writing this thing, that place would be capital P right there. I don't know whether it, it makes sense. This place. Because it's not everywhere. Are you here? People were sleeping in other places. They never saw that thing. But this place. Please tell somebody this place. is your ordained garden. It is even the reason why you are hearing this message right now, this morning. In this same place. And nowhere else. This is our church. It's a how dreadful is this place? This place is a dreadful place. Why? It says that this is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. When you stay where God wants you to stay, you are there. You, there is a marriage between you and heaven. That is heaven. Because God resides there. And you are already in heaven. When you say, um, there are spare parts in heaven, it's where God has positioned you. Because God will not put you where he is not. This is the gate of heaven. She said, what's the heaven? Everywhere, anywhere apart from that place is nothing near heaven. This is the best definition of heaven for a person who is willing to obey God. Best definition of heaven. Next verse. So once you recognize that, this is where God wants me to be. What do you do? And Jacob rose up in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. That is to say that once you stay where you are supposed to stay, you can generate the anointing. Number two, 
The first thing you should be thinking is covenant. He took the stone. First thing he's thinking, he set it up as a pillar, poured oil on it, and called the name of the Lord there and said, now, you take me, you bring me back successfully, I will build. I'll give you a tithe. I will build for you. So, anytime God locates you or positions you in the spiritual garden or location he wants you to be, you must, when you, God makes you wake up, the first thing you should do on your part is to covenant with that place. Is to do what? Covenant. covenant that's why Calvary is Calvary. Now, a person of covenant doesn't divorce a place just like that. That's, there are some people in Catholic. What do you will miracles in your movie are on It's a covenant. People don't understand how to put the stone there and set it as a pillar. 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 Covenant. Father come, father go. I'm a Catholic. It's my covenant. Only the keepers house in a day. Who to be quiet as they are sorry they say adults. We are me free how I'm sorry for fro. Oh, ya frau ho. Ya small ho. Is that the place of your pillar of covenant? This, and on that journey, this was a turning point. When he met God on the way. That God brings you to this church is the defining moment of your life on whichever journey you find yourself. The defining moment is when God makes you encounter him where he wants you to be. That's why for a believer, your church family is more your family than your biological family. You belong to the family of Christ. You belong to the household of faith. Except you are not a Christian. That's why the generational curses there cannot follow you. Because you are a new creature. You belong to the vine. This is your church. We are not saying abandon your biological family. But I'm telling you that because you are a person of faith. This is your first family. Oh, don't lie to yourself when you are a believer. When the Bible is talking about brethren, is he talking about your biological family? And some can be uncle for me too. I won't Bible And He said, Though your mother may forsake you, your father may forsake you. God is your mother and father at the same time. His name is called El Shaddai. The double-breasted strong one. In God, you have a mother, you have a father. Are you here at all? That's why you cannot be alone. If you are a believer. Because you would have more authority. But in the kingdom... You have a covering. You are a citizen of the kingdom. And this, this is it. This is it. What am I even saying? 
when you see that this is where God has put you, you wake up and your covenant should be with the Lord in that place. With the Lord where? In that place. You see that all those places that God encountered those people, they left a mark there and they always went back to encounter God there. Don't just, because you have become a rich person. It's me jai keeper's house. Me kwe sikafu asori. Asori bie ni wawo sikache in keeper's house. Me kama natu wasumende. We ni yenti na hon se yeniskano. We ni nka we ni ya nka wabe hon. You don't have eyes. <laughs> if you had eyes, you will see that this is the gate of heaven. What you go to so? Who proud continue to ask? Tell somebody it's a manipulation that you just park and leave. And I've seen people who have no regard for where God put them, and I've seen how their lives turn out to be. And you see that really heavy people, heavy people. Heavy people, even by world standard, by this world standard, very heavy people, they are very cultured and very systematic in their approach. And if they enter their church like this, regardless of whatever they are, you see that pastor this or church this, they're able to pattern their lives properly because they take into consideration that where they are is an integral part of their being. Are you here at all? A plant cannot disconnect from the soil and think it's a plant. You are no longer a plant, you are a weed. And Isaiah 61 verse 3 says that you and I, you and I, Isaiah 61 verse 3, we are trees of righteousness, plantings of God. Don't disconnect. Not every soil is your soil. Look at the bottom part. That they might be called trees of what? Righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be what? Glorified. The reason why we don't see the glory of God in some people is that some trees have taken themselves out of the soil. Flying tree. And and from above and away to, and see what and away to. See for my embrace, for my embrace, for my embrace. Now see soft one shine come me too. Hey, now see I'm not you my enemy there. Me too. Hey, the boss is crazy. Oh, she now on famine today go and me pesu me too. And then we are going to hear it. And the bass of credit. You'll be in the guy and say, the And from above, we too. And so to our way too. And we are by way too. You are a vanishing plant. Unstable in all your ways. One, two, no way too. One, two, no way too. Hey, who to do to do that? Who better are you now? Who better are you? 
God is here, then I will leave and say, I'm going to look for God. In some garden, I'm just going to look for God. Ah. Uh, look at someone say, ah. Charlie, station nine, pa. Say, never boss go. Never boss go, say. So you make a covenant. What do you do? It's the same principle in Genesis chapter 26. God told Isaac, he says, stay in this land. And the next thing you hear is that then Isaac dwelt in the land. Just straight away. There are implications for the location. Your, your, your responsibility is to dwell where God wants you to dwell. He made a covenant with the place. In the place. Then generated oil there. All this while when he was traveling, we didn't know it, the guy. There was no mention of oil. But when he met God in the location, oil appeared there. Your anointing cannot be authentic until we know your original source, your genuine source. And if the source you are generating the anointing from is not correct, it will tell. Oh, it will tell with time. Oh, it will tell. So I yell in the Cholesterol level. Eh, 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 Golden oil. Before I was a golden oil. When the Namsan, when you obey, but if you stay where God wants you to stay, I remember those days when my friends would say, We are going to a chair mountain. I'm still on ground. Mr. Baba, you are going to he said that, that is what the Bible said. He said that the time is coming where neither, no man will serve him on the mountain or in Jerusalem. For God is a spirit. And he is seeking for worshippers who will worship him in spirit and in what? In truth. Stay where God wants you to stay. Finish. Finish. A lawyer must be in the courtroom. The judge is looking for you. You have a case. And they ask you, where are you? Nami Boludu. Sase. Lai Sase. I said, Sir, judge, be see, and be sad question. You have finished. Make a question, sir. I said, Papa, yeah, do bra strong room. I say, Bejani and Kayadi. Just a whoop and the entrance will be office or committee. Sasai, Santana Duba. I don't know, baby, as Otten. Oh, but come, Rafa Bebrewa has a in your own cunning and fat twin chain. Question number one Why were you here? Sinami Wamis is a Adentina near you show Haunia. O Sinami Quay, Sadia, okay, and Untana Duba. Any ways you'll be at time, my friend, and Jane. You should know why you are here. You should know why you are here. You can't say, hey, suffer away anyway, 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 anyway. 
you have to be where God wants you to be. If you are not there, you have yourself to blame. Now, who knows where here we are? We also have to be complaining. Because you, you, the complaint you have will not have grounds. What, what, what is your ground? Why in a frail? Why in a smile? Now, we, 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 if you keep us out now, we're worried about the same thing. Now, we're doing the same thing. Over our self in your powerful. What do you call so? I can't say so in your powerful. Go for the testimony. No, no, no. When we say time, our baby, I'm saying, I'm here ready. I'll grow in this. I'll grow in this. One and I'm sad. This is a bronzam. Bronzam say, I was roaming about. Roaming has always been a nature of the devil. Not the nature of, of God. That's why God is everywhere. He's settled there. The devil has to be roaming. God doesn't roam. Tell somebody, stick, 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 stick. Yes, stick, finish. Then, I mean, I wouldn't say even more. You read, you see the rest there. Say, From here, no. What did me kobia? What did me beba? Are you here? If you take me and what? Bring me that. That you will return from even a deadly voyage. Eh? Is secured by just starting your journey from the right place with God. Right place. Who could share journey as now? Who shrine? Who bear the answer? What a And when people want to fail, sometimes they feel like they want to succeed. It's a manipulation. You will see a green pasture somewhere. You see, whoo, that's better than the church. And most of the time, when you see that green pasture, there will be some conflict around. They say, I'm going to go to the church. i Sir. Okay. So I've shown you what you do. You come, that's why every time anybody is doing anything, you hear me say something, I say, Ahayaniyo. 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 Go, baby. Ahayaniyo. I mean, when I, I came out from the secondary school and from my first degree, Victory by which I was the international youth director. They gave me office here in Accra. My office was here in Accra. I told them that, I, in fact, that's when I invented the international youth director. I said, my, my office is international. I don't need to be in Accra. I stayed in Cape Coast fully. I used to come to Accra once a while. Built a nice office with air condition. My office is in Cape Coast. Even fun was struggling, but I was on ground. Everyone thinks the money is in Accra and the, the show is in Accra. I said, no, I mean, in Cape Coast. Everything in Accra was looking for me in Cape Coast. I'm telling you. Because I wanted to be where God wanted me to be. Not where I wanted to be. So I was in Cape Coast just doing my youth directorship easily. He said, guys, no more office. I said, Cape Coast. Then you compare, you just compare the economic opportunities between Cape Coast and Accra. 
Child, my mom, we were not fast. Even when they were giving me the distance, they were even giving me accommodation. I said, no need. No need. Me and me will be beating me, but I'm not Alex. I'm not Because I'm in check. And I'm going to keep close. I'm going to keep close. I'm going to keep close. I'm going demons we are very stylish so it is already match stylish demons say no attacking very modern you brutal sir hey praise the lord come on now praise the lord Bishop Oedipo was somewhere doing his church and the Lord told him to leave. And he went to, to Otta, where they are. When he went, they, they used to call the village. If somebody wants to really deal with you, he say, I'll deal with you. I'll summon you to the witches of Otta. Otta demons. But God said, stay here. Now that place is a global tourism site. Be where if God says be here, the implication is that no demon can clear you. The reason why you'll be easily cleared is because the grounds where you stand on they are not holy grounds. But if they are holy grounds, and holy grounds are only the places or the place God wants you to be, nothing unholy will touch you. Just stay. But sometimes when somebody tells me my father is very occultic, say, not when you are where you are. It is only working in your head. The timing is possible only in your head. Not in your location. Hey. So you are free. You better walk. What do you to in Christ, you know, there are some things from hell that are not possible. And the only way they might work against you is that your mind accommodates that kind of bondage. That's why it's working. Christ is a person and it's a place. Paul said, my life is hid in Christ, in God. I live and move and have my being in Christ. Are you here at all? It's not just a person, it's also a place. I'm in Christ. And Christ is in me. What a marriage. It's too powerful. So that's why we are loyal to the keeper's house. And boy, just take it from me. I've seen churches, nicer churches, even to today. Very, but this is, this is where God wants me to be. And I'm going to be here till he comes. <laughs> I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> I'm here on ground. I'm here. I'll be here fully. This is my posture. When you come, I'll be lying down here worshiping you and I'll still be on ground. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be where God wants me to be. And that is loyalty to God. And for the place that I've been called to, please rise up. Please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. 
Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rumor at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.